This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. <laughs> Good afternoon, man. <laughs> what is it? What an enthusiastic greeting, dude! I, I feel so uh, I, I feel so connected, so honored. You're, you're like, man, that really excited to to be with us today. That's that's oh, great, dude. Yeah, man, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't I, I don't know about you, but I, I've been having a bit of a day. You know, you, yeah. ever, you ever have like a bit of a day? Uh, just a bit of a day on <laughs> a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's been it's been interesting because today. I've been trying to compartmentalize life and like, okay, this day is dedicated to this and this day is dedicated to this and this day, you know, that sort of thing. And the great thing about Mondays is Monday is one of the rare days where everything on my plate, I know how to do and I know Hmm. how to do well. Right. Hmm. Like there's a lot of like, like stretch projects and things going on and, and, and right now and uh, things I'm having to kind of educate myself in. And, uh, and they're, they're really stressful to be honest, but Monday (laughs) is the day I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to focus on what I don't know. I'm going to knock out everything I do know. You but feel today's- like on a Mondays, you can be kind of a pro. Like yeah, exactly. Week, uh, like on, on a, it, with authority. You know what I mean? Start strong. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Thing is, man, today's been one of those days that like, like I get something done, which is a great feeling. But then like I look at my email and like suddenly there's like 20 new emails. And then I'm like yeah. working on the next thing and my phone keeps going off. And of course, I think <laughs> it's the family with like the niece pictures or something like that. But no, it's like 20 different people texting me. <laughs> and some people are very, very kindly checking in on me, which is always like a, you know, like an orange flag or something of that. Nature. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, you doing OK? You, you doing good? I'm like, I, I don't have time to respond to this. That's probably not a good way to <laughs> to not respond. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, so it's just been a busy day, but it's been a good day. Oh, man, good. it's been a busy day. <laughs> that's that's you, all right. Man? That's all right. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good around the old uh, the old pipe shop here. It's interesting. Uh, you know, of course, we kind of had had a lot of you know Christmas sales earlier in the year, and than we normally get. You know, it seems like that kind of ramped up a little early. Uh, just folks probably sitting around trying to figure out what on earth they're going to do, and uh, are bored for the holidays, and are like, "Well, I, I guess I'm going to go ahead and buy myself a present." And uh, right. so we've uh, we've had some of that, and that's kind of continued. It's been uh, been a been a robust Christmas year, so uh, a holiday year so far. So really, really good. Got a whole bunch of Mearsums in, and some of those have been uh, added to our website. We are getting uh, more Mearsums on our website uh, this week. Again, just to you know, peel the curtain back. We talk about this sometimes, but like, folks, you know, we have a podcast, and you know, folks hear us, and you know, talk to us every week, and you know, we blend tobaccos and cinema over the world, and all this kind of stuff. So, so people think we're some kind of sophisticated organization. Oh, yeah. High end. <laughs> I mean, like this massive, like uh, back end area where we don't have a yeah. warehouse. We don't have a forklift. <laughs> like there's no 401k. Listen, like, no, 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 no. You know, John David, hang on now. You have moved up in the world. Okay. Cause I, 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 I saw the original country squire. Okay. Like, like the new one. I mean, granted, it's not, you know, uh, it's not the old one. <laughs> it's not the old one. And so like, like your warehouse, you don't have a warehouse. No, but you don't have a closet. Well, you don't have a small closet. You don't a have broom a small closet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've moved up for no, sure. Well, you know, I guess I guess what I'm getting at here is like I'm the only full time person that works in the shop, you know, and right, so yeah. uh, a lot of folks this year they've been like, man, you're. You know, your website content, you know, you have a beautiful website and obviously we can order all of your house blends and that's great. But but you don't seem to keep up your pipe inventory very well. You know, so there's always a bunch of out of stock pipes and, you know, man, uh, the same pipes have been on there for months. And it's like, what's going on? And I and and guilty as charged, man, because because it's just me. (laughs) It's hard to keep up. Yeah, it is, man. We're kind of getting to the point where it's like, man, I've got to got to get someone in here to help do uh, some online inventory related stuff our, our webmaster uh pile orange obviously he does a great job but um, incredible man, yes. he doesn't have time to you know measure the dimensions of pipes and get them get them posted to the internet and categorize them and all this kind of stuff and take photos and upload them and um yeah it's just a process man and i this year has been so bonkers that i'm kind of falling behind so today has been some catch up on that and just trying to push the ball forward you know just here at the at the end of the year so it's uh you know 
it's it's exciting. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, in in the coming year, could uh, in the coming year could Obi Wan be taking a Luke under his wing? We we may need a Luke under the old uh, Obi Wan. We haven't had an intern <laughs> here in a long time, man, for the show. And I mean, like you know, there's no, that's true. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like you know, young John uh, John David got started as the manager of the Country Squire. Now old older John David is, old. <laughs> is the owner of the Country Squire. I'm just saying, man. You know, at some point, if you need some true. help. You know, it really is funny just sitting here as we're talking about this and, you know, I'm thinking about the pipe shop and our experience, uh, you know, doing this. Like if you've been with us for even not just since the beginning, but even, you know, five years or six years, something like that, you know our story. Like right, you've walked right. with us through this story. You know, it's really amazing. Like you've you've been with me uh, throughout the entire um, you know, b- process of, uh, you know, coming to work at the shop and, um, you know, taking it over in tender times and, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, developing it into, you know, something different with, uh, God's help and, and, and through a lot of hard work and humility and, uh, a lot of failure, but, um, and, and then, you know, continuing to, to see it grow and, and evolve and then purchasing the business. And it's just really neat, man. Our, our country square radio family has, uh, has walked with me through that and, and uh, it's it's pretty special. I, I I don't you know notice it or take advantage of that as often as I should. That uh, man, I've got a lot of people that have really um, you know really really had my back through this whole thing. Been rooting for you, <laughs> it's absolutely. <kinda> nice. <laughs> well, listen, we've got we you know I think it's it's well well known within uh, within the industry that we've got the uh, the most amazing listeners on the planet uh, that tune into this show and. You know, one of the great ways that you know, I, I, you know, you, they've they've you know been fueling you up to kind of be along for the ride, be rooting for yeah. you. And you know, one of the things we like to do at Country Squire Radio on uh, the end of the year is kind of take that energy and, and pay it forward, right? Like we've got our our best of 2020 uh, special episode, which will be coming up here at the very very tail end of the year. And this is a great opportunity for uh, you, dear listener, to nominate who you found to be the best of in 2020 in the pipe tobacco world. Uh, you can nominate products like accessories, uh, pipes, manufacturers, carvers, that sort of thing. You know, yeah. for for uh, uh, you know, products in particular, we're talking about tin tobacco, artisan blend pipes. We're looking specifically for new products that entered into the market this last past year of 2020. Uh, and then in terms of like, you know, tobacconists and, and the carvers or the manufacturers, the publications or the pipe club or community, the YouTuber, uh, we're looking for people who are really exceptional, putting out, uh, uh, you know, exceptional content or whatever it may be in this past year, representing the industry and the community really, really well. So if you're interested in getting those nominations in for our best of 2020, uh, head over to countrysquireradio.com. And uh, yeah, you can do so now. We are about to close down those nominations, actually. I think actually, uh, let's say by next Monday, we might need to close them out. I don't know. Maybe that, (laughs) I tell you what, I'm going to give it till next, I'm going to give it till next uh, Wednesday. So you've got until December the 16th. Uh, December 16th to get those in, uh, to ensure that you get those in on time. So, um, yep. Head over to countrysquireradio.com to to do that there. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good feedback so far. And I I love that this has become a thing. Folks are, uh, you know, they nominate their favorite products that they use every day. They nominate, uh, you know, friends in the industry, people they respect in the industry. We've had folks nominate, uh, you know, competitors of, of, you know, themselves. And, you know, I just, I love (laughs) that. I love the, um, the connectivity and, you know, folks in the pipe industry are so generous. And, um, of course, there's a lot of hard work to be, um, you know, applauded over the past year. And we want to do that uh, for this best of show. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Especially in this dumpster fire year. <laughs> that we've had. Yeah. It's a good way to end in the year on a, on a, on a high note, right? Like that's what we're trying to do. We're, I think like there's like this collective mindset with 2020. It's been so bad. Can like, let's just try to <laughs> finish like, you know, there's the parentheses finish strong, but like, let's just try to finish, finish right. You know, yeah. and, and, and consider, <laughs> consider finishing, consider the fact that we finished strong because 2021 is not promised. You know, I ha- Man, we're out here preaching and it's not even into the, subject matter yet <laughs> you, know, you know that saying that uh the uh always like the mind is a terrible thing to waste you know it's a, it's, it's right. a good yeah. saying you know and the organization that promotes that it's a good thing you know but the mind is a terrible thing to waste i had a boss uh that forever you know we would have these moments and conversation where things were just kind of weird or difficult and there'd be a lull and this particular boss he would always just kind of break the silence by saying the mind is a terrible thing 
Accurate. And that's it. It's just Accurate. the mind is a terrible yeah. thing. Oh, and it man. is. That's, it that's it really is. <laughs> well, man, uh, we've, we've got a uh, we've got a great show that we're about to be jumping into here. Uh, one last thing, though, before we do, uh, man, I know that, uh, you know, speaking of kind of time dependent things and in, in the in the pipe industry, uh, obviously, every single year, folks look forward to the amazing uh, Christmas and holiday special blends that y'all put out. Yeah. Um, how, what, what's the stock looking like? Yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting a little thin. We're getting a little thin okay. now. Yeah. We, uh, we figured we would go, uh, through at least the middle of December and that's, that's probably about what we're gonna, uh, where we're gonna land. Our, our stock is getting kind of, uh, kind of thinned out. We've had a really nice, uh, you know, run on it this year and folks, of course, it's a, a Christmas tradition where they get a few ounces of this, maybe, uh, two ounces for them, two ounces to put back for next year and two ounces for a friend, something like that. And, um, so. But yeah, yeah, still, still have some in stock. So if you, uh, you know, get an uh, order in within the next week, we'll probably be able to fill that for you. But um, yeah, figgy pudding, cordial friends, and uh, we even have some some leftover pumpkin spice latte from the uh, from the oh fall. Oh my gosh, so, no. Um, and you will for next year as well. So I'm not not I never bet against you, but it's pumpkin spice, and I will bet against pumpkin <laughs> spice. <laughs> yep. No, it, it, you know we really should like it. It should really come with like I don't know an iPhone and some UGG boots and. Um, uh-huh. You know, maybe uh, I'm just trying to think of all the basic <laughs> suburban white girl stuff. You know, like if we could encapsulate that into a some kind of package. You know, that that's re- we really ought to look into that. I mean, there might be there might be a market there. Just the Becky blend. I think that that could that could be a thing, man. I, I you know, and I, all our Becky listeners are gone. No, I did. I just I'm not disrespecting. I'm not. I mean, I did disrespect pumpkin spice. So maybe yeah, maybe we did lose them on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've got uh, a great, great show uh, that we're going to be diving into here. Uh, you know, this is actually, this is a subject matter that we kind of floated nervously a couple weeks back. And that is the subject of pipe smoking pastors. Now, I feel like to even like dive into this subject matter, we need to give a little bit of context. Uh, one of the things longtime listeners have picked up, because obviously we, we're not, we're not shy about it. We're not, we're not beating you over the head over it, but we're not shy yeah. about the fact that, you know, John, Dave and I were both people of faith. We're both Christians. Uh, we, if, if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes and the quick fire questions, you know that we both originate from a reformed tradition. It's like, you know, you can, you can kind of figure out who we are from, uh, or at least, uh, where, where our, our faith, our, our poor non-believing or our poor, uh, non-Christian friends that have had to put up with all these like, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Calvinist version, Armenianist, uh, you know, like yeah, that's the questions. Thing. Just, just get, throw us the bone for this past couple of weeks. Okay. And really just blame it all on Eric. You there know, you go. That, yeah. It's, blame it's it on Eric. Problem. That's exactly right. And, and take, take hard. Especially uh, to our, our either non-believing or our non-Christian friends who are out there who are listening, uh, there were several Christian friends who who were quite offended by our answers. So just, <laughs> just know that chaos and turmoil ensued. Uh, yeah, no, we. <laughs> and on that note, pipe smoking pastors, uh, right? We yeah. So so we you know we both brought up in the church, and I'm kind of curious, John David, you um, what when growing up? I actually I don't think I know this about you. What what denomination were y'all? kind of coming from as a kid yeah it's interesting i actually did not grow up in the church so uh yeah didn't didn't uh, became a christian in college uh there was a ministry called uh reformed university fellowship i still consider us as co- in college as kids is that yeah bad? well I, you know i guess so i mean that that's right but did, you know just all the little you know going to sunday school as a kid and church camps and right, all that kind right, of stuff. Right. i didn't do any of that stuff you know um but but yeah uh you know became a christian in college and uh and then later uh you know got active uh uh, it just it, in the Presbyterian world, and then eventually uh, it found the road to Canterbury, and uh, and started uh, started <laughs> pursuing uh, the Anglican uh, tradition, and um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. But uh, more than anything, just um, just glad I'm here and not anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so I grew up in the Presbyterian Church. Uh, now my mom and and her side of the fam- family is uh, very very Catholic. Uh, and my dad's side of the family grew up in the the Presbyterian church. So I'm like I'm a multi generational, I think third generation uh, PCA Presbyterian, uh, and uh, have been up until very recently where I, I switched over to the EPC. But I still kind of like 
you know, I mean, obviously Presbyterians are still kind of in the same, uh, yeah, pretty much sure. the same wheelhouse. And, and as I like to say, you could take the boy out of the Presbytery, but you can't take the Presbytery out of the boy. I mean, like, that's just, that's just <laughs> the reality. You, you claim to be Anglican, but we all know you're a Presbyterian sitting in an Anglican church doing all this stuff. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me now. I'm just saying, man, we know, we know how that goes. Uh, no, but what's the saying that Baptists make great Presbyterians and Presbyterians They're- make great Anglicans? That's that's the saying. Baptists that's make the, the best Presbyterians, and uh, and Presbyterians make the best Anglicans. That's so, right. Because um, if you go yeah. Anglican, that means you've mellowed out, so you're not just the worst anymore. <laughs> you kind of uh, gotten out of the cage stage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So that's that's uh, and that's good because that again lays the groundwork for kind of giving a, a kind of a picture of of where kind of our our personal faith traditions and and also kind of where we are right now. Uh, yeah. While also royally offending several people at the exact same time. And if yeah. that's if that's not Country Squire Radio, I guess I don't know what is. Pipe Smoking Pastors, man, we have had over the course of this show, pretty early on, I want to say, pastors writing into this show. Like it was, it was becoming evident early on, gosh, I don't know, man, I think in the first few episodes... Uh, again, we we just kind of mentioned our faith. We didn't like, you know, like I'm a Christian and here's, you know, uh, Jesus and, and let me draw on a napkin and show you the cross, which is a bridge. And like there was not that we didn't do anything like that. I think we just made mention of like church or something of that nature. I, I can't even remember exactly what it was, but our faith came up in passing and like that was like the signal that sent out, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, you're you're Christian and you smoke a pipe. I I'm Christian and I smoke a pipe, but I don't want anybody to know about it." You know what I mean? Like it seemed like all of a sudden we had a a pretty strong audience of faith that had various feelings about the pipe, most of which good, but also just kind of in the way in which it was perceived within their own faith communities. I mean, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, you know, there's something about whenever you hear someone just kind of casually mention something that's also important to you, you it's almost like a dog whistle, right? Like your mm. uh, your antennas go up and you're like, oh, well, I wonder what their story is behind that. Let me dig a little deeper. And so, um, yeah, we, you know, over the years have developed, uh, you know, a lot of friends and, uh, you know, different faith circles. And, you know, yeah, and, and we had a lot of folks that were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, that's cool. Uh, the folks that, uh, my church or my seminary or wherever I'm at, you know, we get together and smoke pipes and drink whiskey. And it, we had it from that all the way to, uh, you know, yeah, well, you know, I'm a Baptist pastor and I love your podcast. And uh, if you mention my name on air, I'll be defrocked. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is kind of crazy. And I smoke yeah. my pipe under my bed. <laughs> you know, So, you know, it's uh, it's just a kind of a variety of responses there. But um, but, you know, it's 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 neat to see uh, the, the common thread that's there. And there is such a uh, strong uh, community of uh, folks that, uh, you know, are in uh, the clergy or uh, some type of ministry. And I, and I kind of want to throw counseling in there, too, and mm-hmm. social work and a lot of these helping careers where, uh, you know, folks are dedicated, you know, they've they've dedicated their life to the pastoral service of other people. And, um, you know, and the pipe is a part of their routine. It's a part of their uh, ritual. It, it's, it's a part of their fabric and um, in some ways even informs their work. And uh, I don't know. I, there, there's something there. Yeah, man. I, I You're making me want to do like a whole pipe culture series on like industries that have been like, you know, deeply influenced by pipe smoking <laughs> in some form or fashion. Because <laughs> uh, I think I think that there is definitely something there. And, you know, I think it's worth worth pointing out as well. I mean, you know, so we're, we're going to be talking about pipe smoking pastors in this episode. And because of our context, that's where we have the most knowledge and experience. I would love, and you know, as John David mentioned, we've got listeners and, and friends from various faith groups and communities uh, who smoke pipes. And, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, that's a, that's a large part of, uh, of even, you know, perhaps their community there, be it Muslim, Jewish, or, or whatever, you know, atheist, whatever, whatever your faith or lack of faith <laughs> or lack, you know, or whatever it may be. We'd, we'd, uh, and you know, so if you've got stories, we'd love to hear that. But this episode, we're specifically talking about pipe smoking pastors, because again, that's where we've got kind of the most experience, and that's um, really kind of the, the world in which uh, we reside. Because as good Christians that we are, uh, we, we are members of churches and have, you know, some kind of relation, like pastoral relationship, right? I mean, like, I, I kind of am curious, when you were in college and you started going to church for the first time, yeah. uh, what was kind of your perception of like the pastor, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess it's different because you're literally in a college town. So there's, there's probably a little bit different than, than mine. So I'm curious, like when, when you, when you saw the pastor, what were you, what yeah. was your thoughts of like, Oh, that's the pastor. 
Well, I, you know, I think for me at the time, it was someone that was more, uh, you know, kind of uh, revered and uh, studious and, uh, you know, uh, knowledgeable, someone that had a lot of, um, you know, study behind their, uh, you know, between their ears and, uh, uh, you know, had dedicated their life to, uh, you know, serving the flock, but also, uh, you know, kind of boning up on uh, a lot of the uh, potential answers uh, that, you know, Scripture holds towards life and, uh, you know, philosophy and worldview and everything else. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, th- I think back then I-, I probably saw someone that was, uh, you know, relatively studious and uh, learned and uh, thoughtful. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Did you ever get a chance to, like, get to know your pastor at all or, or meet personally or anything of that nature? Yeah, a little bit. In college, I, I did. We uh, had a transition at the little church that that, uh, I went to, and so uh, knew to some degree the first pastor that was there, and then got to know the second guy pretty well, um, who actually occasionally comes in now and uh, and buys cigars from me, which is uh, which is kind of nice. There so. you go, yeah. <laughs> All right. So as a little kid growing up in the church, so I grew up in uh, a lot of church plants. Like my parents were really big on planting churches back in the day, and I mean, like we would meet in like Shriners wine clubs, like, <laughs> like when they weren't meeting or, you know, kind of these random warehouses and, and that sort of thing. And they, they planted a, a few churches in Mississippi. And I've always had this concept of who the pastor was at first growing up early on as like, you know, he was kind of this big personality that would come over to lunch sometimes. Right. Cause yeah. like they would interview pastors and it's interesting. I'm actually on the pastoral search committee at our church right now. And I'm finding kind of almost like a kindred to my parents you know, back when they were around my age, uh, going out and seeking pastors for the, the churches they were part of the church plants they were part of. Um, but there was like, you know, the, the pastors would come in and my mom would always make like chicken pie and, and you know, like, it was like, <laughs> Oh, the pastor's coming over. Got to get cleaned up. <laughs> right. 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 The chicken pie and, you know, clean your room. Like, you know, like get, get the house all shiny and all that kind of good stuff. But I think once we kind of, I guess, settled down, so to speak in my teenage years and we were kind of at the same church, like the perception of the pastor that we had in particular was like this larger than life personality, right? Like he was up there and he was, you know, laying out the word and everything else. And I think it's kind of combined with the fact that one, he was a pretty big personality, but two, I was a teenager at the time. And yeah. so like, you know, there's that authority figure who's above you and that sort of thing. And, you know, well, you, and you're impressionable. Hey, hey, well, you're, you're impressionable, but, but you know, if you're like me, you kind of want to bump the system back then. Right. Like it's ah, like, so okay. that, yep. <laughs> so though, and I remember by the time I was like more mature in my faith and just mature in general, meeting my pastor, I think like one-on-one for the first time, just in like a random encounter. Like we were like, I was like, was walking out of like a concert or, or something like that. And he was there and, um, and I kind of introduced myself and I'm like, how does this guy not know me? I go to his church. I'm like, yeah, but he's got like hundreds of people that go to this church. He's not going to know me. And it was kind of this, this aha moment of like, pastors are just people. They're just people. They're know? just people, man. They're just they're just people. They have, uh, uh, you know, in, in some cases uh, as many answers as we do. In some cases, uh, less. <laughs> man, but, yes. Come but on. Uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they are. They're they're people with, uh, you know, needs and uh, desires for community, and you know, folks that experience uh, uh, times of thoughtfulness and loneliness, and um, you know, joy and grief, and um, you know, certainty and doubt, and and all those things, just like uh, just like the rest of us. Yeah. No. And that's, that's a huge, I mean, that, that's a huge realization or kind of was a realization. I mean, like, you know, most people might hear that and think, well, yeah, but you know, part of that kind of growing up when you have people put on pedestals like that, it can be, it can be kind of this illuminating moment. And it's also kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a humbling moment too. Cause you realize, well, you're just a person too. And so the weight in which people yeah. put on, you know, somebody in any given role, uh, they may also be putting on you, but Therein lies the charge to make sure you're humble about whatever it may, may be that you're doing. All that yeah. to say that I think that we, you know, especially in the South, and this is probably true throughout, but especially in, in kind of the Bible Belt, there is a lot of pressure that's put on a pastor, right? To sure. be a certain way, to carry themselves in a certain way, to be perceived a certain way, especially in certain denominations. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, th- I think so. You know, and even in public, if you're, uh, you know, out and about and someone, you know, references the fact that you are and, you know, folks are looking like, well, is that person going to, uh, what are they going to eat? What are they going to drink? Where are they, what are they wearing today? Or how are they interacting with folks? And you're kind of, you kind of feel like you're in a crucible to some extent, you know, you're, uh, mm. you're representing uh, a lot that's going on there. And so, uh, 
you know, for the for the pipe smoking pastor, it uh, can present some of its own challenges. <laughs> and for people outside of kind of, you know, Christianity, I mean, one of the things about you know, uh, Christianity is, is it's, it's very divided up. Like we've got all of these various denominations, faith traditions, theological mindsets, ways of reading the the gospel. But even beyond that, there's there, it's not merely theological. It's, it's, it's a culture. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's sure. a, it's a subculture within a subculture, so to speak, that really yeah. can have some pretty, uh, strong dividing lines that kind of showcase, you know, all right. So just for example, we we both kind of you know uh, in in kind of our formative years were Presbyterian. Uh, Presbyterians, generally speaking, totally cool with pipe tobacco. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like ge- it's almost expected, right? Like yeah, like like kind of they're the ones that you know own the liquor store, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's not they're saying hey, they're saying hey, what can I get for you? Exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, but we are also we are we were also Presbyterians in very much a Baptist like world, right? Mississippi is a Baptist state. Yeah, sure. So Baptists on the flippity flop, uh, they, they, they don't do the pipe tobacco uh, publicly. Well, historically, you know, that there is an element of, uh, you know, temperance and, uh, abstinence in, in, in the culture, you know, and that type of thing. But I, I think in, historically that's certainly true. But, um, you know, over the past, you know, several years, as I've gotten to know a lot of, uh, you know, the, the folks that are involved in that world and, uh, you know, there's been some changes there. There's been some loosening up around the, uh, the periphery of that type of thing. Some, uh, you know, acknowledgement of liberty, uh, you know, if it's, for having a beer or two with a friend or in a ball game or, uh, you know, smoking, uh, you know, your favorite English blend, uh, uh, you know, and I, I think there's some of that that's just uh, just the case, you know, that's so it, it, it certainly, it, you know, if you're going to point to, uh, you know, a, a stigma that has existed or a, it's a reality that's existed, uh, you know, for a long time, there, there is an element of that, uh, you know, but certainly, um, you know, the, I, th- I think you, you're seeing that loosen up some, of course. Uh, of course, one of the most famous uh, pipe smoking, uh, you know, evangelists of the 19th century was uh, was a Baptist minister, uh, Charles Spurgeon. And uh, yeah. he, he known known more for his the cigar cigars, yeah. uh, cigar smoking, but was a pipe smoker. And I don't know if a lot of folks know this. Our former intern, Timothy, who was with us uh, many years ago, good friend of mine, still keep up with Timothy. He worked here Tim at the, the shop. Tim the intern, for, the OG, Tim man. the intern, man. Yep, the, he was. And he, he's a great friend. And um, man, just working on his PhD now at Mid America Seminary. I think that's in Kansas City. But uh, he actually works at the Spurgeon Library up there, uh, which is kind of neat. And they they actually have, if I'm remembering this correctly, they have Charles Spurgeon's last cigar that he ever smoked. Like under, like it's like under a glass like dome. <laughs> what? That's Isn't awesome. that cool? Yeah. Yes. I know, man. It's really cool. It's like, man, you know, they're they're actually acknowledging the fact that you know this man enjoyed a enjoyed a good uh, good long filler cigar. So, has Tim taken a selfie with it or anything like that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we probably need to make that happen. I mean, that that would be the case, right? Or maybe, oh, oh, okay. All right, all right. You ever see that movie National Treasure? Yeah. <laughs> what if we, we pulled in and steal it <laughs> <laughs> right, from so the seminary? <laughs> if we ever have the opportunity to pitch any kind of movie executives on a Country Squire radio movie, I say that's what we do. We pitch a national treasure, but we're going to like steal. No, 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 no. Spurgeon cigar, uh, Tolkien's pipe. Uh, 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 wait, he had three nuns, right? Or was that was that Lewis? Yeah. No, that uh, that that was uh, that was Lewis. That all, was right, Lewis. All, right, all right, so and then Lewis's last ten of of, of three nuns. So we'll we'll, we'll have this whole <laughs> thing, and it'll it'll be amazing. And if we do it, then we we bring to life the spirit of of uh, Sherlock Holmes, who uh, Twist was a real person, but uh, it was a mystery because Sherlock. Holmes. <laughs> Boom! Boom! It's it's going to be dynamite. Funded Hollywood. That's that's right. Um, <laughs> that's great, man. No, that that's that's amazing. Uh, and, and that's good to hear. I mean, I do think that, you know, one of the things that we've seen over the last uh, few decades is kind of this response to like, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, denomination, you can't do that. And it's like, well, we're gonna. And then they do. And it's like, oh, well, you didn't, you know, you're fine. Oh, you're, you're, you're actually ministering here. Oh, you haven't actually slid down the slippery slope that we thought you'd slide down into. Yeah. Well, tell us well, more it, about this pipe tobacco leaf. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, you know. Th- there is, uh, you know, a whole streams of debate about, uh, you know, what it's, what is, uh, 
Uh, and, and again, our folks that are not involved in our, you know, kind of uh, Christian circles or, you know, aware of some of these discussions or involved in any type of faith community, you, you know, this is maybe completely lost on you. A lot you. of inside uh, baseball it, on this one, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, tune into the next episode. We, we're sorry if uh, if everything is not, not really registering, which uh, uh, is just kind of the nature of it and, and is, is fine, I guess. But, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of discussions on what, you know, what are you able to do uh, around people where you don't know where they're at uh, in their in their walk? Or, um, you know, is, is it going to, um, you know, cause someone to stumble if I'm doing this, but they're not, uh, you know, kind of able to receive that at the moment. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, things that, um, you know, folks talk about, you know, regarding, uh, you know, the Christ uh, revealing uh, to St. Paul, like, you know, um, you know, it's you're able to do this in front of people, but, you know, uh, just be careful about your weaker brother and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I, I think there's uh, some valid discussions that are there, uh, but we are seeing more and more openness uh, regarding uh, things like pipe smoking, things like, uh, you know, drinking craft beer and, <laughs> right. and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, whiskey uh, aficionados and, and things of that nature, uh, you know, even within the church. So, um, you know, in, in our in my tradition, it's not that big of a deal, you know, and it just really right. never has been like the I mean, the the uh, the pipe is um, is is named after uh, the, there is a pipe shape named after uh, one of the officers of our church, <laughs> which is a church warden. Right. Yeah. There, we're not bashful about the connection there. You know, we have wine at communion, and both my uh, former priests were, uh, you know, two of our, our dear customers. I think actually we've talked before about uh, Parsons Blend, which was developed here for uh, at our shop for uh, Father Keith Allen, who uh, who is actually the, the priest that married me and my wife. And and blessed the shop, right? Yeah, and, and, and blessed the shop as well. Yeah. Sure did when we had a rededication. But um, yeah, it, really cool. You know, it was just one of those things where that was a part Part of his way to feel comfortable connecting with folks, and and also whenever he came to the pipe shop, it was something where he could let his guard down, and um, you know didn't even though he might have been wearing his you know clerical collar or whatever, he didn't feel like he had to put on a show, or he could just just kind of let his guard down and and hang out with the guys, and uh, you know and and be silly and um, you know experience fellowship himself, which um, you know pastors need too. That's crucial. It, it is crucial. Uh, I, I will say quickly, Parsons Blend was developed because. Because Keith wanted something that his wife would let him smoke in the house, <laughs> and so uh, in, in our tradition, priests can can be married, and it's it's very different from the the Roman tradition. But um, so you know, he was like, well, you know, I really just want something that you know is flavorful, but uh, you know is not going to just smell like a Latakia bomb or something like that. And so uh, so we developed Parsons Blend, and it was uh, it, we developed his blend, and he liked it, and so we called it Parsons Blend, and it wound up on the shelf. Kind of neat. I love that, man. I love that as a part of the history of the Country Squire in particular. I have sent that that specific tobacco, I have sent that directly to churches before. Like I've sent it, you know, to such and such church, attention, the pastor kind of thing. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's literally which, right there uh, on the which name. Which makes me really happy. Yeah, the marketing, the marketing is yeah. right there. It's an invitation <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, but no, man, you mentioned that community, and I think that that's so crucial, um, especially for, for pastors, especially for today. You know, I... So I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've, I've, I've been, you know, part of this pastoral search committee. And one of the things through discussions with some of these candidates that we've been talking to and, and people who have been, uh, you know, working in ministry, you know, they're for many, their their entire adult lives entering into the year 2020 when so much of your job and your calling is about being with people. You know what I mean? And like being in relationship. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. been that's been removed is, is so difficult. But the reality is even before 2020. Because of the pedestal that I think a lot of people end up putting pastors on, even even the most you know like laid back denominations are, are the most you know uh, theologically whatever de- denominations, everybody ends up putting a lot on the pastor's shoulders. And I think there's often, regardless sure. of where they are, um, this feel of like when when can I you know can I just be me? And I, I I I would say that for for my part, the best pastors that I have seen are the ones that are able to really kind of be themselves. And to like not put on a yeah. front, you know, and I think that's yeah. probably true. I'm, I'm sure that that's not a aha moment to anybody that actually works in the, in the field there. But I mean like that, those are always the pastors that I'm like, like, you know, when, when they're just real with me, that's, that's what's yeah. really yeah. powerful. I think the pipe smoking pastor has a, has a, 
a benefit or, or even advantage in that. Well, in the that public sense, or the know, because private, because there there's a two different there's two different types of pipe smoking pastor. There's the public pipe smoking pastor and yeah. the private pipe smoking pastor. Yeah, I guess I mean the public pipe smoking pastor, but uh, but certainly I think the private pipe smoking pastor, the one that uh, you know doesn't feel comfortable maybe around other people smoking uh, his pipe, but uh, certainly enjoys it uh, you know behind closed doors just in, in some sense, so he can uh, maybe write his sermons or focus on uh, you know whatever it might be, or just relax, you know, probably enjoys it, uh, you know, to, to benefit as well. But, um, you know, I think, uh, the, the public pipe smoking pastor, if you want to put it that way, is someone that, uh, is more likely to connect with, uh, you know, people around him to experience, uh, life the way others are, are experiencing it to, um, you know, just have that common, uh, common basis there. You know, that, I think that's what makes pipe shop conversations so interesting. You go in your tobacconist and you're going to have some type of fascinating conversation because there, there's always that element that's going to keep it going. And a lot of times it's the pipe. It's the pipe itself. You know, mm-hmm. we're, you're all sitting around with people that are, you know, dramatically different from you in every single way. Um, just like we are on Country Squire Radio, we're sitting on this podcast where, you know, we're talking with a community all across the world, uh, you know, and, and discussing, they're even giving us the grace to discuss something that they might not be interested in, <laughs> but they, they do it because we always come back to this baseline, you know, and the same thing with, uh, you know, sports or finance or uh, geopolitics or, or whatever it might be. And so, um, you know, the the pipe provides this kind of thread that, that can run through all these conversations that makes uh, that makes it easy to connect with people. And it's a sense in which, okay, well, you're, I hate to call it peer pressure, but it's kind of like, oh, he's smoking a pipe too. Well, um, you know, he must be approachable and someone that uh, we can we can talk to and that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's- it's a conversation starter. You know, we, when, you know, obviously, um, longtime listeners of the show know that you and I met each other, uh, uh, through a Bible study that was at your house where we smoked more pipes when we read the book of John, like, you know, they're right, (laughs) but we had some great discussions. And I mean, I think that was part of, you know, when, when you're kind of given that time to breathe, so to speak, uh, you, you get some time to, to really kind of meditate on the word and, and, you know, kind of reflect on your own life and, and the process and, Man, man, just some incredible conversations came out of uh, out of that study, and I know you've seen a, the Country Squire man people coming in, uh, you know, for for various uh, retreats, men's retreats, or pastoral get-togethers. I mean, I know you've got like a, a whole like book of stories there. Yeah, it, it's actually kind of cool. I, I, you know, in my shop, literally this very minute is. Uh, I'm in the back recording our, our live, or, or not live, but our, our podcast here today, our episode today. And up front, uh, just le- just left two uh, African-American pastors that are sitting at our tobacco bar, smoking cigars, uh, hanging out, just kind of taking their Monday uh, a little easy. A lot of pastors take Mondays off as, as their kind of weekend uh, day, you know. And so, uh, and, and it's fun, you know, seeing those folks uh, interact and, and be laid back. Uh, I know one of our uh, mutual friends and, uh, and, and some that we we, that we know that pastors a local church here. Uh, we'll see him about once a week, kind of later in the week when he's, uh, you know, putting the finishing touches up on his sermon. He'll put his uh, headphones on, grab his uh, pipe, and go sit in the corner uh, and uh, and and you know finish that uh, those thoughts that, and get them on paper. And 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 you know he's done with the sermon when the whiskey comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, I know exactly and, who you're talking about too. <laughs> and you like that, yeah? Absolutely. You like that. We also. You know, it, it's neat too as a as a way for these um, you know ministry related folks to connect as well. You know, being in the South, we uh, you know have our own uh, you know story as far as you know history and challenges and all this other stuff. And and it's cool because a shop like the Squire, we attract folks from um, you know diverse background. And so um, it, it's it's it uh, I've seen it multiple times where. Uh, you know, Christians that maybe don't worship together on Sunday, uh, you know, they they interact maybe the only time it, with each other ever in a shop like like here. You know, and so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I've uh, just the other day I saw a um, a African American pastor and a white pastor, and they were like, "Dude, let's let's go get lunch next week, and let's let's talk about ministry and stuff." And you know, what are y'all doing? Maybe our churches can do some stuff together. And um, that happened in our shop. You know, I think that's awesome. I, I just think that's uh, I think that's neat. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, honored that we could be a part of something like kindred of this pipe, man. It crosses uh, denominations, races, socioeconomical, 
uh, faiths, politics. It's uh, it is the great unifier. <laughs> <laughs> but not to get uh, heretical. But uh, no, that there, there's yeah. Something, it may not save your soul, but it no. will calm it down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that needs to be a tagline. That's good. You make a T-shirt out of that. It may not save the pipe. It may not save your soul, but it'll calm you down a little bit. There you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, hey, man, this is uh, you know, it, it's it's a fun subject, and it's one that I I, I certainly enjoy talking about. I, I, I do want to be clear because. You know, I, I, we, we do have, you know, pastors who've written into the show. We've got pastors who are very, you know, public about that fact. And those that, that, you know, for concern, I don't want to say for fear of, but for concern of their, uh, their congregation, they, they want to keep it kind of on the, the down low. And while, while I, I do think that there is something to be said for, you know, you know, being who you are in effort to best represent, you know, to, to preach and minister to your, to your congregation, I don't want to ever like shame somebody. You know what I mean? Like if someone's saying like, Oh, I'm worried I'd be shamed by my congregation. Well, I don't want to shame you right back for, you know, not being willing to smoke in front of yeah, your congregation. Sure. I, you know, everyone's got to work out their, uh, you know, sensibilities about this kind of thing. And, and you know, your people and you know, your own heart, you know, and kind of where you're, where you're located on, uh, you know, the spectrum and, you know, the Lord has given you uh, liberty to, you know, it, some things are set in stone and some things are, uh, you know, to, for, for you to kind of muddle through and figure out and do in faith and, uh, and walk in humility. And so we, you know, we, we wish you the best along that. We're just, uh, you know, glad you listen to CSR while you're doing it. Absolutely, man. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully our, our, uh, our brothers in the briar, as well as our brothers in Christ who, uh, uh, hopefully they they feel represented well in this episode, and 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 I'm sure we'll get emails. So <laughs> that'll be yep, as be, always. It'll be good. But if y'all enjoyed this, if y'all you know we we kind of kicked around the idea of possibly doing more of like specific spotlights, possibly even having some pie spoken pastors on. If that's something you're interested in, let us know. If it's something you're not interested in, let us know. I would yeah, much rather absolutely. get those emails ahead of making content than get them after the fact. <laughs> Ewoks. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I don't right. Wanna, yeah, I the stuck <laughs> in my throat there. Uh, but man, so yeah, so by all means, let us let us know your thoughts. Hopefully y'all have, y'all have enjoyed this. But let me tell you something I know that every single person here is going to enjoy, is currently enjoying, or should be enjoying. What, Bo? <laughs> and that is the fine products from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. That is right. And of course, it is December, which is Christmas time. And uh, Missouri Meerschaum, of course, is not sitting on the sidelines. They're uh, pushing full force with all the gifts and uh, great things for the holidays that you can check out uh, with them and uh, support their company, an American company, a pipe smoking tradition. And um, one thing they're doing in December is it's really cool. Uh, 25 days of giving. Uh, if you go to corncobpipe.com uh, once a day for the the rest of uh, up, the rest of December up until Christmas. Christmas Day, uh, you can actually enter to win daily uh, prizes that they're giving away. Uh, anything from uh, Missouri Meerschaum uh, gift sets to uh, you know merchandise like hats and tumblers and uh, you know all kinds of fun stuff like that. T-shirts, um, you know they're giving away a lot of cool stuff and and one every single day uh, going on now all the way through December 25th. And so uh, check that out. Go to corncobpipe.com if you uh, if you uh, have you know, smoked corncob pipes before, but have never been to Missouri Meerschaum's website, uh, I encourage you to check it out. You know, you may be familiar with the company, with, uh, you know, the best corncob pipes in the world, uh, but but go to their website. We want you to see it. I mean, they've got a really, uh, just a wealth of uh, information here, products you might not be aware that they, uh, that they make, and uh, of course, they'll do occasionally fun giveaways and promotions like the 25 Days of Giving, which they're doing this, uh, this Christmas. So, um, so go check it out, uh, corncob pipe dot com and if you uh post it on you know instagram or uh facebook or twitter or any of that other stuff uh be sure to mention that you uh that we sent you <laughs> that's right it's a great way to let the good folks at missouri mission know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show every year one thing is always predictable postage costs go up stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89 percent off usps and ups services so your business will barely notice the change stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours it's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week coming in from Josh this week, who says, good afternoon, JD and Bo. I recently got a super rare block of Morta from Vermert, from Vermert, from Vermont freehand a few weeks ago and was wanting to make a real amber stem for the Morta pipe. I've looked around a bit for an amber rod and have not been able to find one. Uh, so I guess the question really here is about looking for where would one go about uh, locating an amber rod to uh, to work on a, a custom pipe. We actually did a, an episode on amber fairly recently, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, within the past year, we we did an episode on amber, and I would uh, I would point you to that, um, Josh, to that that episode. We actually at, the chance of you finding raw amber material to make a stem out of is virtually nil. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you can, I mean, just to be honest with you, and and frankly, the history of amber stems and how delicate they are, and and all that kind of stuff. I, you know. If it were me to go with that beautiful block of uh, of mortar that you've got, man, get you get you a, a beautiful yellow lucite that kind of uh, you know mimics the <laughs> the effects of that amber and and roll with that, man. Amber can be uh, just a real pain, but um, but yeah, you know it, it'd be difficult. Actually, I would the first people I would call would be the folks at Vermont Freehand, and uh, they are the gold, literally the gold standard. Uh, of pipe making materials, um, you know, in the pipe world for particularly for American carvers, they just do such a good job. So, um, you know, I would check with them. But, you know, if they can't point you in the right direction, you know, then then you can't be pointed in that direction. And, and frankly, right. I think it's going to be really hard to really hard to find uh, amber, certainly in an amber rod. This is just a material that is not just antiquated. It's ancient. It's, you know, incredibly fragile. Even if it does make it that long, the chances of it being in good shape are, are, uh, are small. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I you know, my, my sense is, is uh, you might have a, you know, better chance of, you know, diving and, and you know, searching for pearls uh, than you will finding a amber, uh, you know, amber worthy of making a pipe stem out of. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> good luck to you. That, that's all I can say is you're, you're probably not going to find it. <laughs> oh, man. We don't give bad news all that often, but we're not afraid to do it, I suppose. <laughs> hey, no, we're not. We're not. I, you know, and, and frankly, I, you know, gosh, if there if, if you're a pipe maker and you're listening and you've got the hook up on some amber and know where to point Josh, we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, my sense is that uh, you'd be more likely to find uh, like Bakelite or Horn or, uh, you know, some other kind of exotic material that uh, is not just Lucite or, or Ebonite uh, to make uh, that with. Uh, you'd be much more likely to find those types of things than you would uh, real amber. And um, I don't know where to point you, to be honest with you, but it is a material that, uh, you know, is going to be difficult to work with. And if you do find some and you make a beautiful pipe out of it and you really want to keep that pipe in uh, pristine condition, just just don't smoke it. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, hey, uh, hopefully that was helpful. And who knows, maybe we'll be able to find you one, Josh. But uh, but yeah, definitely go check out that, that episode that we did fairly recently. I want to say it's like called Jurassic Pipe 
or something like that. Um, I so like that. Yeah. I, that seems like what I would have named it. I think that's right. But go, <laughs> go check it out, Josh. And uh, thanks for your question. Hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, be sure to send it into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! I did it kind of weird there with a, oh, but it just kind of happened. You're, this is just kind of a weird day. It's That's been a day. It's been a day. This is, this is right. Uh, all right. This is, uh, this is yeah, we're getting into the Christmas season. I thought let's do a little bit of a Christmas uh, edition. You ready for this? Okay, nice. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, the big meal, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Christmas Day. We're we're a day of Christmas Day meal, but you know, like around lunchtime, kind of a late lunch, like mm-hmm. ah, let's get together at one or two kind of thing. So, like, I do remember at my grandparents' house, Christmas Day was like a big feast because that was like when everybody got there, the uncles and the aunts and the cousins, and everybody brought their toys and we all played and all that kind of stuff. That said, I'm a Christmas Eve for the big meal kind of guy, mostly because in my uh, terrible, admittedly, opinion, uh, Christmas is basically over at 10 a.m. on Christmas Day. <laughs> like yeah. for me, that's kind of the, like, like you're done. You did the thing. Like the season is great. I loved Advent. I love like, you know, the buildup and all the yeah. different celebrations and the parties and the traditions yeah, and everything sure. else and Santa Claus and all the kind of great <laughs> stuff. And then you get there and it's like, okay, the, everybody's presence. As soon as the presents are open, it's like, all right, we, we're done. We're done. I'm going to rest Time here. to go take a nap. Yeah. yeah I want to so refill an eggnog and I'm going to go to sleep. That's right. You <laughs> sleep the rest of the day so that you can get ready to clean up the day the next day. Cause like the second that Christmas is over, the Christmas tree looks tacky. So you gotta, you gotta That's deal it. with that. Uh, Agreed. All right. Dinner, <laughs> goose or Turkey? Turkey. I, I, I like the idea of goose, but I, I don't, I, I, I don't think I've ever had goose on Christmas, so I'll go with turkey because we, you know, that's more common. Gotcha. All right, we're we're gonna do goose this year, so I'll let you know how that goes. I've never tried okay. it either, but um, yeah, but let me know. Try it this year. Uh, cookies for Santa: chocolate chip or sugar cookies? Uh, I'll go with chocolate chip. Yeah, I mean that's Whoa. what you know. I'm more more likely to have that, I think, in my. Uh, uh, arsenal at home of uh, sweet things that I keep uh, tucked away for myself. So wow. Chip. Okay. Okay. That's uh, you. You're trying to get those last minute points with Santa. <laughs> Brownie points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the chocolate chip. Like I I I'll be honest, and I hope this doesn't uh, hurt my Christmas list if Santa's listening. Uh, I I I typically reserve the chocolate chip for myself and give him the sugar cookies because the chocolate uh-huh. chip cookies are so good. <laughs> I, I, you know he got he's got a lot of cookies you know like like sugar cookies right it's the uh, that that they're healthy anyway you keep uh, keep the good ones for you. I keep the right. good ones for myself yeah <laughs> so sugar cookies for Santa uh, Advent <laughs> at, do y'all do Advent candle uh, sometimes a wreath or calendar uh, we do the the candles yeah we do the the uh, wreath which is kind of uh, kind of a nice tradition yeah no we do uh, we do the candles as well and uh and yeah i've actually been piecing together kind of a, a custom devotional over the years as we've done it i'm um, just kind of putting together some different things mostly because i always forget about it until last minute and i'm like where's my notes from last year and then i start working on one and then i find my notes from last year and then i kind of combine the two and uh-huh. um yeah but if anybody asks it's uh, it's very very well uh researched for from years from years researched even. <laughs> uh but yeah we do candles as well uh, and then finally, Christmas Carol, or rather, a Christmas Carol. Talking about uh, you know the the classic holiday classic. Which the version Dickens, yeah. is y'all's family version? Talking about movies here. Let's see. I, I I'm I'm you know you know me. I'm not a big movie person, but I think there was a cartoon one, wasn't there? Uh, well, you talking about Mickey Mouse's A Christmas Carol? Is that it? Was there like one with Donald Duck in it or something? Yeah, that's it's Scrooge yeah. McDuck. In fact, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, he gets his name from A Christmas Carol. Yeah, that one. That that's that's the one. That's the one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. It's short, but it's really good. Uh, yep. I'm 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 a Muppet Christmas Carol guy all the way. I, I will oh, fight good. anybody who says that that is not the greatest Christmas Carol version of all time. I mean, I won't like fight fight, but I will fight. I will fight <laughs> like Saint Nicholas did. Just just like Saint. Nick- I'm not getting Santa's not getting me anything this year. <laughs> right. Well, those are quick fire questions from us. Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, be sure to send them into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. 
listener feedback. Mm-hmm. I do. All right. So the user handle here is Cross Freak. We did not mean for this to be the overly Christian episode. It just kind of ended up happening. Yeah. So our, <laughs> our poor listeners, again, who are not, like, just, you know, bear with us. Gr- grit your teeth and get through uh, this for a little bit. We're, just, we're certainly not certainly not ashamed of uh, of who we are, but we, uh, we I guess we're going kind of heavy on this episode. Yeah, yeah we, re- we realize that. We do. We do. Uh, man, all right. What did, uh, what did Cross Freak have to say? Uh, a really good podcast. This podcast has been so helpful. I began smoking a pipe last fall, and as someone who doesn't live near a decent pipe shop, the advice given in the show has been invaluable for me in my pipe smoking journey. Uh, I discovered the show in April and have listened to at least half the back catalog by now. I recommend the show to anyone who smokes a pipe. Keep up the great work. And that's from CrossFreak269. And uh, man, that's great. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Uh, and then also we've got another one from iTunes as well, which is from Dave in LAX. Yeah, Dave from Los Angeles. I enjoy CSR. Uh, I'm a longtime pipe collector, and I really enjoy the CSR podcast every week. Great sound quality. And so uh, I will give that all to my friend uh, Bo York and uh, to our precious producer, Mike, who uh, does such a good job. He goes above and beyond. We love him. Uh, yeah, and so thank you so much. That uh, that feedback is is so, so good. And hey, if we if you have not done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help out the show. But if you are able to also help out the show financially, uh, we financially greatly appreciate it. Uh, head over to <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio, where you can join the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, keeping us on the air every single week without fail for years now. A number, a large number. I mean, not like yeah. a mega large number, but like a large number. You weren't a parent back then. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even a 30-year-old back It's then. been some time, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and that is 100% because of the amazing support of our amazing patrons. So again, head over to patreon.com slash countrysquareradio where you too can learn how to help out the show. Uh, also, you can follow us throughout the week. You can follow us on the Twitters. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Also, the show's handles at Squire Radio, but all that information and more, as well as how you can nominate this year's Best of 2020, can be found at countrysquareradio.com. Well, man, we, uh, yeah, this is, I had a lot of fun this, this episode, which probably means that a lot of people hated it, but I really, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it's good. It's always interesting to dive into different, uh, you know, pipe smoking subcultures, really. I mean, they're there and, um, and, and certainly they make up a big part of, uh, you know, our community folks that are, you know, involved in certain things that, uh, and, and then they kind of rally around, uh, you know, multiple things with, along with the pipe. I think that's kind of fun. And, uh, we see that in our, you know, different Facebook groups and, uh, you know, in our, uh, forums that we're on, you know, this uh, collections of people within pipe smoking that make it fun and interesting. Of course, uh, people of faith are, are right in there with it. And, uh, folks that are in, uh, you know, pastoral ministry and vocational ministry and, uh, counseling and, uh, all kinds of helping, uh, you know, uh, you know, roles, they, uh, you know, they're an important part of our pipe community. And, um, and I think, uh, I think always will be. Yeah. And man, I would actually love to hear too, from folks outside of our, our particular, uh, faith community, uh, how, how the pipe has impacted your, your, uh, relationships in your faith community and that sort of thing. I, I, it's a it's a world in which I don't have a lens, so I I would love to uh, to learn more. So feel free to send those stories into the show as well. Yeah, yeah. man, I I don't know about you, but uh, I got I got some more trees that need trimming and uh, stockings that need stuffed and uh, <laughs> <laughs> presents that need to be wrapped and all uh, that presents need to be bought <laughs> and then and bought. then wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, all right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.